powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook. Okay, I hope this is working. Uh, I, As you can tell, it is just me riding solo with you today. Also, uh, hearing that intro makes me realize I've been listening to the podcast at one and a half times speed, and that was a little surprising. Anyway, welcome to Game Over. Uh, apparently, it is working, so that is fantastic news, everyone. Uh, thank you all so much for tuning in today on this, uh, another day after a Calgary Flames victory. This uh, Game Over Calgary clearly the happiest of all of the game overs in the game over universe uh, right now. I guess Mon Montreal has been pretty happy. Um, Vancouver. <clears throat> anyway, want to bet? You can do it at Sports Interaction, Canada's sports book. Football continues. The World Series is around the corner and they have dropped the puck on the hockey season. That's why we're here. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets made for Canadians by Canadians. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com sdpn. Ontario only, 19 years or older. Please play responsibly. Uh, so as you can tell once again, uh, <laughs> um, it is just me. Audi, a little bit under the weather, uh, apparently feeling well enough to type, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. It is a, a very, very happy day, a very, very happy chat here today as uh, the Flames pick up a victory over the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, for the second time in three games, did not start like it was going to be a fantastic night, but it was a fantastic night. And I think the, the main thing is, the, the main thing that stands out to me from this game this is Daryl Sutter hockey at its finest. I think a lot of people, when they think of Daryl Sutter hockey, one word comes to mind, and that's boring. And to be fair, sometimes. But this this is what Daryl Sutter hockey actually is. This is, and it was the moments where the Flames were at their best, where it showed up. It is, okay, we're down by a couple of goals. Things have kind of got a little sideways for us. So... What's our identity? What do we go back to? Because remember, for a long time, we talked about this at the, the last place that I talked about the Flames on, th this team didn't really have anything to fall back on. It was great that you could pretend to say, oh, this team can play any style and play any team their way. That's really just a lovely way of saying, I don't know, and kind of a jack-of-all-trades, master of none. This Flames team, when they fall behind, um, and it hasn't been often this season, but when they fall behind, they have something now to fall back on. It's okay. What do we do well? Put pucks on the net, go out, retrieve them when they don't go in, win puck battles, create, create opportunities. They did that to an absolute like chef's, uh, chef's kiss for what they were able to do and how they were able to do that in this hockey game this evening. You, you look at how things kind of started rolling, how things really got going. And it was for special teams. How do you create special teams uh, opportunities? You drop penalties. How did they do that? By outworking the Vegas Golden Knights. It was a lot of offensive possession, which led to a lot of... Um, a lot of opportunities, which led to, okay, let, let's keep this going, winning some puck battles along the way, and then drawing penalties there, either with Richie taking the, the, the puck to the net, and we'll get to the fourth line later on this, um, but with Richie taking the puck to the net, or just winning some battles, Dubé I thought was really, really good in that area, but they were able to, to do that, and then they just grinded on Vegas, and then they just completely shut them down. This was one of those like lunch pail, hardworking, the flames are here type of games that uh, I think Daryl Sutter adores. And 
then things started rolling. Tyler Toffoli scored, and then he kind of didn't because uh, Nazem Kadri got pushed into the goalie, which was totally his fault. But it's fine because the, the Flames go on to, to win this game. Um, I, I just, I, I thought that this really, to a T, is what this Flames team is going to be looking for. Win those battles along the wall, get the puck to the front of the net, swarm the front of the net, and either have the puck bounce in off of Martinez, who's ducking and waving his stick like this for no good gosh darn reason, or um, Richie driving to the net, drawing a penalty. You have Dubé crashing the net, creating an opportunity. The Flames created their chances in this game, not by out-talenting Vegas, although one could argue kind of, um, but they outworked Vegas for the last like 50 minutes of this hockey game, and that's where the Flames came away with a win. And this Flames team, if they are going to do this type of thing, all season long, but beyond that, because we, again, we've established, and it's going to be weird this season because the regular season, it's going to be important for this team, um, for things to gel like that first line, which, who did it gel? Um, but the main thing this team is going to be judged on is the postseason. And the only way that they can, can get there is by playing this style of hockey. And if they, oh my goodness, if they could do this, God willing, if they make it to the postseason, that's, that's how you win those games. It's not Johnny Gaudreau trying to skate one on five. And, oh, hey, look at that. They don't call penalties the same way that they did back in the regular season. Oh, and we just lost to a 23-year-old goalie. Fantastic. Um, I don't have it written in here, but just while I said that, shout out to Thompson tonight, who was unflipping believable. Um, just one. It, it looked like it was going to be one of those. I was prepared. I actually had in my notes. I have two notebooks on the go. But in my notes, I had early season means process over results because I was ready to come on here when it was like two nothing and then the goal gets disallowed and then Thompson's making ridiculous saves I was already mentally prepared for yeah the Flames outplayed them but they ran into a hot goalie those things happen and it happened it's early in the season but Calgary was able to to somehow find some holes in that armor and come away with a victory in this game I, I thought it was really 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 fun um and just the 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 quintessential Flames performance if you are looking for a what's the Flames identity that game, right there, that is the, the Flames' identity. Uh, let's take a look at the chat here. People were getting in on the chat early today um, as uh, Audie was doing his thing chatting with people. L luckily, I am perfect. I was going to say perfectly healthy. My doctor would disagree with you, but I am well enough that that's just kind of my baseline, and I, I know what I'm doing here. I remember when this game, when they were fighting for division in April, that comes from Brian. Uh, Robert, remember this game when you need some joy in your life? Fair. Yeah, th this was that's that's going to be, I think, a, a thing with this Flames team. And I wasn't necessarily anticipating going th this way with this today, but I always got a sense there was a segment of Flames fans. And maybe it was just because of the the, the show that I was on, um, that this was kind of the, the lunch pail crowd I was talking to. But I always got a sense that people, some people, their fan base, portions of the fan base that love Johnny Gaudreau and will always love Johnny Gaudreau, and rightfully so, extremely talented player. But I think there was a portion of this fan base that kind of yearned for that 04 run type of a team where it was just like that they had a Ginla, but then other than that, everyone just worked really freaking hard. And they just, it kind of matched the attitude of the city a little bit. Again, not that I don't think Gaudreau or Monaghan or any of those guys worked hard, but I think there were some times where it was a touch flashier than people wanted. And the second it didn't go well, a segment of the fan base was a little bit bleh. This is the type of team that I think this city 
adores. And I think there's going to be a lot of people who love this team going forward. But no, you're right. Like, not only remember this game um, when it's April and this team's battling for top spot in the division, remember this stretch of games. And I get, like, you can kind of nitpick at different types of situations for, well, Colorado was playing on a back-to-back, -back, you know, it was a different back. You, you can do all of those things. Um, <laughs> good luck to someone who has to transcribe any of this. But you, you can always make excuses during the regular season for, well, this team was on this one and this team played this guy and then this guy had this thing. That That's kind of the sport. You have to survive those things if you want to get your name scratched into a, a nice trophy at the end of the night. I hope everyone can't just hear my alerts going off like that. But I, I think you do have to remember this stretch because this is now three wins over... One could argue, aside from the Flames, the other top three teams in the West. Vegas, maybe not so much, and we'll get to them in a second. But Colorado, Colorado and Edmonton were the last two teams standing last year. And one can make a very compelling case that they could be the two teams left standing at the, the end of it this year. I know that the team that we watched tonight would, would certainly have something to say about that, as would I given how the, this team is playing right now. But these are three quality wins that you have had to pick up or that, that you have picked up to start this season. So just remember these wins again and this start to the season when it's late in the year and there's maybe a couple of like cookie matchups down the way. And it's, oh, well, of course they won. Look who they got to play. It's like, well, they took care of business against very difficult teams early on in the season. Uh, a couple of other ones here uh, on the... Um, Boy, I've almost a couple of times called this the thing that we used to call it at um, at my last spot. Uh, does Kevin Rooney replace the drawn penalties um, Kachuk had last year? That coming from Conrad. I think it was Richie drawing them tonight. He draws the penalty on the, the drive to the front of the net. It was Rooney who was kind of setting up with his chance in front when when Richie got th um, drew another penalty. And then Richie was the one who got his face cross-checked into the wall, which... I'm not going to nitpick on it. It's whatever. That seems weird that it's only two minutes, but I'm not going to lose any sleep over that. They have a lot of things to, to work on, but that fourth line was one that was doing a lot of the, the penalty drawing in this one. Uh, the setter effect is real. That comes from MC Double Sports. Completely agree. The renaissance continues. I am going to say, uh, no, I'm going to say this for later. I, I have some fourth line takes. We'll, we'll get to them in a little bit. Uh, a couple people commenting on the... Um, on the TV broadcast tonight, I will forever... First of all, Harner Ryan is a, a gem of a human being and is really, really good at what he does. And so, not that um, Ball and Rudy aren't. I, I think that they are one of the best local broadcasts in the league, but it was a treat to, to listen to Harner Ryan tonight. And having worked with Lubo for the better part of a decade, I will never not be surprised that Sportsnet hasn't taken advantage of him more um, in terms of a, a television opportunity or things like that. I'm not saying that the regular TV color commentator... But no one has more passion for the sport. No one. No one. There are computers that don't know uh, as much about uh, the, the sport of hockey as Peter Labardius remembers. It, it is, it, it's phenomenal. I thought the way that he was able to analyze things tonight was very good. I, I thought that he gave excellent context to the replays that were being shown instead of just, well, you see, the pass went down into the corner and then it came out in front. It's like, yeah, we could see that. Could you explain why or, or something like that? I thought Lubo did an amazing job tonight. I, I love, love, loved how the, the broadcast went. So um, shout outs to, to Lubo for getting that opportunity. I don't know why 
um, he doesn't get more opportunities like that or on panels or anything. Um, and Harnaran continues to be one of the best in the business. <laughs> Love all of our broadcasters. Can't listen to some other ones. Cough, Boston cough. That's very good from uh, from Brian coming in on the uh, the chat. So yeah, it, it was a good TV broadcast. Made easier by the, the fact that the Calgary Flames were able to, to pick up the victory in this one. Uh, thank you all for joining us here on Game Over Calgary. My name is Peter Klein. You can find me on social media. I'm at Primetime Klein. Please remember, uh, rate, uh, review, subscribe to the podcasts wherever you get them. Like I said, I listen to them on one and a half time speed um, and the intro sounds a lot different, which was startling to start this show but you, you can listen to them um wherever you get your podcasts one of the best ways i heard uh someone ask for a review it's uh, bomani jones from his podcast the right time to give us five stars if you only give us four stars i'm inclined to believe you are a hater um i i i'm probably not going to directly steal that all of the time but i'm going to steal it some of the time because that is hilarious give a like to this video um set those notifications everything you can uh, as andrew says on game over montreal we, we don't have an advertising budget all we have is the the support of the the people who watch this and spread the word of the the best post shows across the country uh the calgary flames one of the best teams across the country right now it's us in montreal baby uh <laughs> what everyone thought at the beginning of the season i do quickly want to to, to touch on the opposition this evening because i thought thompson was spectacular in this hockey game and Annoyingly so, as Boomer tweeted out, you're getting a lot of Jake Ottinger vibes. Not to the same extent. It's the fourth game of the or third game of the season, it, it, whatever. But it, it was still extremely frustrating to to watch this. But I, I just I don't really know what to make of the Vegas Golden Knights because I look at them on paper and it's like, well, there's still a lot of talent here. And then you look between the pipes and say, like, ah. There's not a lot of talent there. And it was the the exact Uno reverse of that tonight. You had um, a forward group that didn't do anything. Like the, the Flames doubled them in shots tonight, I thought. and uh, Or at, at points, anyway, they, they were doubling them in shots. And defensively, Vegas couldn't keep it out of their own zone, and they couldn't keep it in the Flame zone at all. Like, you look at the two goals that were scored. It's a fluke one on Markstrom, which we'll get to that a little bit later in this segment. Um, and it's a, a drive-by deflection. that There was very little for sustained pressure for Vegas. They, they were off taking penalties in their defensive end the whole night, and they were getting bailed out by the goalie. And, and the player that I, I'm really wondering about from a Vegas perspective is Jack Eichel, because they gave up a ton for Jack Eichel, both directly and indirectly, right? Like to, to make that trade, bring in that contract, essentially, and I get there's other factors in it, but essentially Pacioretty has to go out the door for nothing. And uh, Dadnov goes out for basically nothing, right? If, if I'm remembering that right. Either way, they, they've jettisoned a bunch of players and that's been the, the story of the Vegas Golden Knights. But if you're going to come in and you're going to be that dude who um, kind of complains his way out of Buffalo, and obviously, like, different circumstances, but he, who's going to, to ask for a trade, looks to get out, they trade everything to go get you and have to completely shift around the entire dynamic of that room. I got to notice you before you're on the penalty kill in the second period. And so when I, I thought coming into this season, Vegas was the third best team in this division, I'm not so sure anymore. Um, and maybe part of it is I thought Calgary played just stupendously on the defensive uh, side of this game. But the, if you're Jack Eichel, I don't think that should matter, right? Like he he should be able to overcome 
um, any kind of d- defense that the, the Flames were throwing at them. I that this game, and it's only one game, it's a very small sample size, that this is their first loss of the season. Vegas doesn't scare me the same way they did a couple of years ago. I, I'm much more intrigued by some of the, the younger teams in this specific division. And Vegas is, Vegas is just kind of there, which will make an interesting conversation point, uh, I'm sure, later on as the season goes along. But Vegas didn't, like, just didn't impress me all that much in this game. They were just kind of the most impressive thing was Riley Smith firing one off the crossbar, which I'm sure is still ringing just down the hill for me over there at, at Scotiabank Saddledome. But yeah, just kind of a blah night. Um, like a dill pickle says Eichel wasn't as visible as he should have been today. There was actually a point. Um, I was going to Google it. I was like, is he hurt? Did I, did I miss this? Like I, it's just kind of default setting. He's been hurt for a while and he came back late last year. Um, is he banged up? Did I miss something? Is he not in the starting lineup? And then I noticed him on the penalty kill. I was like, oh, first of all, wouldn't have been my first choice. Second of all, can I notice you before then? And same with Stone. Like, I, I didn't really notice him a whole lot uh, until um, Lubo was talking about the the Stone Brothers comparisons where uh, Michael has more goals right now on the season. I, I just, I didn't, I didn't come away from this game going, oh man, Flames really took it to one of the best teams in the West. Um, I, I kind of came into this one away from this one thinking, wow, Flames are one of the best teams in the West against uh, a, an average playoff team, maybe, in, in Vegas. A playoff team, though, that got a bit of a boost. Second game in a row for Jacob Markstrom that he's allowed uh, a bit of a, hmm, goal to start. Now, to be fair... Second game in a row where he has been able to bounce back. Uh, I thought he was very good in the last, again, 58 minutes of this game. But that's two games in a row right now. And I went back and checked on Twitter um, because I, I mentioned this. Someone said, I bet if you go back further, then you'll, you'll notice this is maybe a bit more of a trend. And I, I did. Game five against Edmonton. Sorry to bring back bad memories. We'll talk about pos- more positive things uh, in the next segment. I promise you. Um, but you go back to the Edmonton series. Game five, the, the first goal for Edmonton doesn't come until midway through the second period. Game four, Nugent Hopkins scores 20 seconds into the game. Game three, nothing in the first. 20 seconds into the, the second period, though, Zach Hyman scores. So... I'm not saying it's a trend. I'm not even saying it's anything to be nervous about. I'm just saying my eyebrow was raised a touch when you, you go back and you see and it's like, huh, is this something to worry about? I hope it's not something to worry about. I do like that they are planning on, on going with Vladar a little bit more. Um, that was something that I was harping on, especially toward the end of last season. And I, I would suggest that any struggles Markstrom had at the back end of the playoffs were because he's never played that many games in a season before. So getting Vladar a little bit more involved is, I think, going to be very important for this team going forward. But they need Markstrom to kind of be that dude. And you can't be out-dueled by Thompson. You know, you, you that like that... That just can't happen. And it, it didn't on this night, but it, it's just that this team, I think, has the potential to do something really, really cool in this season this year. They kind of need the goalie to be on track with that if they are going to do that this season. And he has been very good for most of it. It's just a couple of those little brain farts that you can't have happen if you are uh, Jacob Markstrom and the Calgary Flames. Uh, shout out Lauren in the chat. 
Uh, I hope that at some point the Leafs get to the level of compete the Flames have right now, honestly. Look, th this is this is how the Flames are going to play this this year. That this is going to be a team that has a lot of skill, but they are going to be, as someone pointed out, and they, they talked about it on the uh, the show that I wasn't on, um, their dog per 60 was at about a billion in this game. Coleman was right there. Shout out to Coleman. You know what? We're uh, I'm bleeding into my next segment. Um, I, I'm doing what Mark was doing to Andrew on Game Over Montreal the other night, and I'm in complete control. So I'm just going to tell you, again, rate, review, subscribe, download to the podcast. We're going to be talking about the dogs with that the uh, the Calgary Flames are and their compete that uh, is making folks out in Toronto jealous right now. Uh, but please, please, please give this video a like and subscribe to all of the channels that you possibly can for more Game Over content like this and even better sometimes. We talk about Daryl Sutter hockey and the, the frustration with that sometimes is some of the players that occupy spots in the roster. We talked all offseason about how great it would be to see Ruzichka have a role on this team, to see Pelche have a role on this team. Maybe Zary slips into something. Maybe Matthew Phillips can find his way in. And instead, we rolled our eyes and let out audible <clears throat> as guys like Richie and Lewis and Rooney populated the roster. And now, after three games, you can kind of see why. Would it be fun if the kids were up here and doing a bunch of fun stuff right now? Sure. You know what else is fun? Winning. And the Flames have been doing a bunch of it so far. And I'm not saying it's just because of the third and fourth line, but they have been exactly what they have been needed to, to do. And they have fit, once again, the, the, the overall theme of this whole thing, they have fit Daryl Sutter hockey to perfection. You look at what this fourth line was able to do with, uh, again, Lucic creating opportunities in the offensive zone, Rooney creating opportunities, Richie creating penalties, leading to more opportunities. Coleman had four shifts in the second period. He played three minutes in the second period because the, the, the formula was power play. Either they score and we're all very happy or they, they have a really good power play. Fourth line comes out. It's like an energy, like crash, bang, boom. And then they draw another penalty. And then the power play comes out and they either score and we're happy or it's a good power play. And then the fourth line comes out and it was just the cycle going along. And so the third line never really got into it. And then in the third period, that third line, once again, the, the dog per 60 is going to be a little bit off because they only played like six minutes in the game or in the, the second period, first and second period. But their, their dog per 20 in that third period was spectacular because they were everywhere and they get the game-winning goal with Coleman on the wraparound. Uh, Coleman gets an opportunity shorthanded that looked like it had a chance to, to break this game open. If Thompson at the other end isn't the... If he's only good on this night, the Flames probably win 4-2, to two. but he was making amazing save after amazing save. But the third and fourth line did a great job of really setting the tone. And when you face a team like Vegas, where it is a little bit top-heavy, right? Like, they, they have constructed their team in a way where it's Stone and Eichel, I guess, and, and Carlson and those guys at the top. But as you go down, that there isn't really as much. This Flames team can roll four lines. You saw it against Colorado. You saw it against Edmonton. You saw it against uh, Vegas tonight. I'm not saying, hey, put Lucic out there against McDavid. Try to stop us, Oilers. But you, you can roll four lines better than a lot of these teams. There are going to be nights where we're frustrated with Lewis. There's going to be nights where we're frustrated with Richie. But if they keep doing this, just getting some of those shifts in the offensive zone, um, getting some of those, like, just 
real hardworking shifts to maybe you're not like building momentum, but you're keeping it going. You're wearing down the other team, spending 30 of the 45 seconds in the offensive zone, and then you let Huberto come out, do some of those fancy no-look passes to Foley, who was probably the best flame in this game. Um, Lindholm was right there with him. Let those lines do what they do. It is the recipe for success. That this is, again, I, I keep kind of harping on it, um, but this is the absolute way that the Flames are going to win this game. Um, when, when you're out there on your adult dates um, watching these hockey games, this is the type of team that the Flames want you to be watching. It is, it, it's just, it's exactly how they want to be playing. And now the good news is, that first line is starting to get a little bit dangerous now, right? Like, second line did exactly what they were supposed to do. I thought Dubé was going to get a couple in this game. Manjapani was great. Um, Kadri was really good. It was the least noticeable he's been in any of the games so far, and he was still freaking awesome. That second line did their thing. We've already talked. Third line, excellent. Fourth line, couldn't ask, uh, couldn't ask for more. The top line we were a little bit concerned about. I, I heard on the last one, they were ever ta even talking, maybe should we shake things up a little bit? I thought that might have been a touch premature. I think that top line now showed you tonight what they are capable of. They dominated every second they were out on the ice. Toffoli, like I said, I thought Toffoli was the, the best player. And I'm not just saying that to continue to, to, to suck up to, um, to, to Robert on this. I, I think that, again, Lindholm was right there. I thought that um, Huberto, some of the passes he was making, he is going to make like three or four plays in a game that just leave your jaw dropped. Toffoli should have had a hat trick. That first line, though, it has a chance to dominate on a number of different nights. And through the first couple of games of the season, the second, third, and fourth line have kind of picked up the slack. That team can win game, or that line can win games on its own. And you saw, I thought, a, a very good example of that in this game. That this is why you kind of preach patience with these dudes, because they are going to break out in a big time way. And then the power play is just remarkable. I, I just I know I'm saying that word a lot. The power play was great too. Uh, special teams in general. Calgary, like there's just there isn't a whole lot to be upset about, aside from one bad goal that Markstrom let in. Or really, like if we're going to do the, the whole big picture of the season, aside from two bad goals Markstrom's let in, there hasn't been a whole lot to complain about. This has been almost best case scenario on down the line. Like you look defensively, uh, Hannafin has been solid. Tanev has been excellent. Anderson, his defensive play, I think, has taken a step forward this year. Zadorov has his moments um, uh, where it's a little bit frustrating, but overall, he's great. That rush he had tonight, phenomenal. Stone is just firing cannons away. He's going to lead this team in shot attempts, even if he sits half the season. And then Markstrom bounces back from a couple of stumbles, and Vladar was fine. Like, everything that this team wanted coming into this season has played out over the first three games. And I, I, I just... I really think something special is happening with this Flames team. I don't know to what extent. Um, they, they may not get any further than they did a season ago, but it just it has a different feel, and the fact that it's gelled this quickly already is a really, really good sign for the Flames moving forward. Let's get back into the chat. I feel like I've kind of um, ignored you all a, a little bit just to, to, to stare at my face on my screen here. I also feel bad that I'm just like... Uh, but I also feel weird putting my phone up. That's how I'm watching this, because I'm afraid to put the chat up on my laptop after all the tech issues we had last year. The only thing running on my laptop right now is OBS to stream this. I am petrified to try anything else right now. So I, I am looking down at the chat on my phone. 
Um, but yeah, like you, you look at what Lauren said about you, you the, the Leafs wish they had this kind of compete. This is the type of compete that we wanted and kind of got from those Flames teams around like 14 and 15. Where we're still figuring out what Johnny is. We're still kind of figuring out what Bonahan is. We're hoping that Sam Bennett can be the next Doug Gilmore. And But aside from that, the teams kind of sucked. And you, you just wanted that hard work every night, be tough to play against, and whatever happens, happens. Now, they're tough to play against, and they have ridiculous amounts of skill. Like, it, it is just a perfect combination. They have the perfect coach for this team. I'm just, I'm gushing about where this Flames team currently is sitting right now. Uh, Calgary Buffalo's legend, uh, Logan Thompson. Yes, my apologies, Conrad, for, for missing uh, missing that. Does Markstrom need to be Vesna caliber this season? I feel like the team defense has been great in front of him so far. That's a fair point. Like, he, he doesn't need to steal games. There's just like, A, don't lose it in the first minute, but there are going to be a couple of nights where either it's against Edmonton or just whoever where the defense doesn't have it. Defense has been great in front of him so far. It's an 82-game season. I think that points are going to be crucial this year. I know I'm referencing Edmonton a lot. I get that it hasn't been a perfect start to their season, in part because they lost to the Flames, but they're still a very talented hockey team. That's still an extremely talented hockey team. I think Campbell's going to figure it out. And so this is going to be a real battle for top spot in this division. And I think top spot in this division is going to be important this year. Not so much that, like, avoiding playing the third best team in the Pacific is going to be this treat. You might even get a more difficult opponent in the first round. But assuming it's Calgary and Edmonton again in the second round, in the Pacific Division Final, which no one calls it, having home ice advantage, while it didn't work out last year, I'd still rather have it this year. So I, I think you you still need Markstrom and Vladar to, to be able to steal some of those games and and not kind of give them away in the, the, the first few minutes of these games. But no, you're right. Like the, the defense and again, the team defense, not just the guys on the blue line, but the forward groups as well have been very good. And it's a whole lot easier to defend when 66% of the game is happening in the offensive zone instead of right there in front of your goalie. Uh, the Flames are the West Coast wagon this year for sure. Lauren, loving the Flames tonight. I, I appreciate all the love. Uh, to think the Flames turn Monaghan, Kachuk, Goudreau into Huberto, Uyghur, and Kadri. I I haven't mentioned him tonight. I love Uyghur's game. Uh, I think he is a perfect fit on that second power play unit as kind of the main guy. He's got a bomb of a shot. And I talked about it in game one. The boy can skate. He, he flying up the ice, creating different opportunities with his wheels as well. I, I, I really enjoyed it. I really did. Um, and I, I've really enjoyed what he has done. So far, uh, yeah, shout out Robert getting uh, all the bots out of there. Uh, Tofoli gets 30 this year. I would think so. Yeah, uh, I mean, look, if if Lindholm's getting 50, uh, Tofoli could sprinkle in 30 there. I, I think he certainly has the opportunities to anyway. Uh, does Robert have 90 windows open right now? I, I know that, um, he said, oh, it'd just be like a 10 second, whatever. I, I kind of want like a live cam on on Robert and how he handles all of these because there's like, uh, especially on like the Saturday Hockey Night in Canada nights where we got six streams going at the same time. He somehow knows what's happened in the Leaf game, which bots are in which area when, how to to like just everything. Robert, um, immaculate. I, I need to, to learn so much from him. Um, just, oh, could not, could not be doing these shows without him. 
Uh, so with Daryl saying Vladar gets one game a week, do we see him versus the Sabres or the Canes? I would I, I would say that it's probably the Sabres one is kind of how I would go with or that, that that's where I would go anyway, would be the, the Sabres game. Uh, if Ladar plays against the Canes, I will cry, quietly cry. He should probably get the Sabres game. I would agree. Um, there was a couple of other ones here that I thought I saw. <laughs> the bots love me, of course. Uh, oh, just quickly, uh, Audie said I can never shave the mustache. Um, I I, I do ha not not terrible news, I guess, but. I, I will be shaving it off momentarily because I will be doing Movember this year. And it seems like cheating to start from such an immaculate area. Um, and also by the end of the month, it would get just like gross and disgusting all the way down. So um, for the first couple of games, I think I'm on like every Saturday of November. So we'll get a nice like weekly progression uh, of how it is going. But it, it will momentarily be gone. But um, just, yeah. Movember will be happening here, so you, you will get the rare instance of the this, all of this, uh, but uh, clean shaven as well. But no, overall, again, just some some closing thoughts. Uh, oh, quickly, someone here saying, uh, Jay saying, bought myself a Lindholm autograph puck today. When Lindholm scored the first time, but he didn't score the first time. What? But the hey, I was surprised to see no no little. No little letter on him where where, where I you can't see it because I, I situated my camera poorly where, where I have a, a skull on my sweater. Lindholm should at least have an A there. And it's a credit to the leadership group of this team. But Lindholm might be my favorite player on this team. And I, I thought I could put Lindholm on the back of that, that blasty jersey that I have. I, I, I could get down with that for sure. But I am. Um, I don't know. I just, I feel like Lindholm should be a bigger part of things. Um, let's go 2023 NHL draft. So Huberto for Hart and Lindsay, Lindholm for Selkie and Richard, Weger for Norris, um, Sutter for Adam, uh, Markstrom for Vesna, Flames for President Trophy. Look, let's not get ridiculous. Markstrom's probably not winning the Vesna this year. Aside from that, you're, you're pretty bang on. But I, I Markstrom for Vesna might be a bit of a stretch. That might be pushing it a little bit. But no, like I, I think... Uh, I've said this a few times because ha having had the, the pleasure of talking to Flames fans through some not great seasons over the last now 11 years of doing something along these lines on these shows um, or, or these types of shows for, for different places, it can get kind of miserable, you know? And when you look at the existence of the Flames, 89, fantastic. I wasn't alive. 2004, great run. Didn't win though. And aside from that, it's kind of sucked. You know, like the, it, it's been some real down times. Some moments have been fun. The Findaway Flames. And um, who was it? It wasn't Yanni Ortio, uh, who I'm bet blanking on it now. Was it Vesa Toscala who made 50 saves against the Blackhawks in that game in 14? Either way, th there's been some real down moments for this Flames team. This team is fun as hell, man. And it, it plays the exact style of hockey that a lot of people want them to play. And if you want the more flashier aspect of that, Huberto is uh, to, to steal a Nate Diaz line is doing some spinny shit and creating chances. There is so much to love about this team. Enjoy this. If they go out and just absolutely get annihilated in one of their next games against the Sabres or the Canes, don't panic. Just enjoy wherever this season takes you. If they lose like eight in a row, then we can start to panic a little bit. But there's been some dry times. Enjoy this, because this Flames team, like I said, is fun as hell, and they have a chance to do something real, real cool. 
thank you all so much for tuning in. Again, remember, rate, review, subscribe to this podcast wherever you possibly can. Uh, shout out Sports Interaction. Shout out to all of you for this. Uh, I don't want to get too, 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 too far into this or to turn this very seriously, very quickly. Um, but just a, a, a quick personal thing. It's been a rough couple of days for, for, for your boy's mental health. Um, it's been quite a struggle here, which if, if you follow me from other places, you know, this is not something new. And if you follow me from other places before, it is so much better than it was. Just, just remarkably better, like indescribably better than it was. But doesn't mean it, it still doesn't suck sometimes. Um, and it's, it's been really, really challenging. And at times in the past, doing this type of thing would add to that for for various reasons at my last place that that, that I don't need to get into but it, it would it would kind of add to those bad feelings and I just want to shout out everyone in this chat um and if it's not everyone then a shout out to Robert for eliminating the ones who don't follow along with it um but also everyone at game over and the, the Steve Dangle podcast network it is truly amazing what's been built here the the community is so supportive that the hosts are so supportive we shit talk a lot and i still haven't quite figured out all of the food things i need to make fun of avery for but um the, the everyone is so supportive that there, there is such a team atmosphere there and then the chats instead of oh you done son of a bitch you think michael backland isn't a second line center go to hell jump into a lake which is actually a thing i got one time um everyone is so cool and so supportive and i just i love doing these i get so excited to talk about uh the flames with all of you as well and, um, yeah, like I said, that there were times where doing this kind of thing would make things worse, but instead it is closing my night off and making me feel so much better. So thank you to all of you. Thank you to everyone at, uh, SDPN and at game over. And we will, uh, talk to you all. I was, I got in the middle of my own personal blah, 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 and forgot to look up when the next game was. And now I'm clicking on banners and it's really bad. Next flames game is Thursday against the Buffalo Sabres. It is a seven 30 start for some goddamn reason. Uh, but we'll be with you here after that one, assuming that, uh, Audie isn't still down with the sickness. So I've taken way too long in saying goodbye. Thank you all so, so very much for tuning in and we will talk to you all later. Good night.